0: Thanks for listening with us here at Simplifying DevOps. We hope you tune in for more episodes as we continue to dive down this path of all things DevOps and understand more about the paradigm shift that we've seen revolutionize the IT world. All right, welcome to Simplifying DevOps. This is Rachel Airy and Mitch Kronbach back today with no guest. We are uh, just the two of us gonna dive in a little bit more into Kubernetes and uh, containers as well. We've done an episode that, that touched on this and, and touched on app modernization overall, but you know, when Mitch and I were reviewing, we, we went back and, and realized that we dug a lot into the what and how um, but we didn't talk as much about the business outcomes and really why an organization would look to um, moving to that emerging uh, technology and, and what uh, an organization can expect to achieve from that. So we're back today, just the two of us, to, to dive into that a little bit more. And so, Mitch, I mean, kick us off. What, what would you highlight first?
1: Yeah, uh, Rachel, I think to your point, um, well, part of what we're trying to do in this is talk about the what. Uh, what are all these buzzwords? Simplify them for for everybody, but um, the why is more important. And I think, you know, part of what DevOps is is getting out of this mindset of let's build, you know, an awesome data center with all the bells and whistles and all these cool tools. Deliver those to the business, um, and the business is constrained. To what we've built and the resources that we have and changing that mindset to, it's not so much about the tools uh, and and the the technologies that we're using, but it is what we're doing delivering value uh, to the organization. Uh, and, And when I mean value, I mean, are we driving revenue? Are we cutting expenses? Are we differentiating ourselves in the marketplace? So I think talking to that why um, is really important. and I think there's there's two why's. there's why to the i t department, why do it for the i t department, and then let's not let's not forget about the bigger why of why is the i t department doing it for the business? So I think there's there's two
0: topics we can touch on. Yeah, I mean, I think that that that's perfect. it It's often when you look back to, I mean, containers and Kubernetes are really core back to the cloud native approach. How is it that you build and run applications and and exploit that cloud compute operating model, whether that's in the cloud or actually on-prem and um, containers and Kubernetes to me are a great bridge between those two, depending on how it is that that you're leveraging it. And so we can um, really highlight the the benefits of that because I mean, at the end of the day, if you can um, break something down into its smallest unit whether that's how you're managing your infrastructure or how you're building an application, you're probably going to be able to deliver value back faster.
1: Correct. Yes. And if, if you need to go back and refresh on what containers and Kubernetes is, uh, Tim Keating did an awesome job of describing that. So to your first point, let's talk about, you know, why an IT department would use containers and Kubernetes. And that goes back to really what you've already started to touch on you know we're taking a look at our applications uh, and we're re-architecting them to run anywhere and that means breaking them apart right and making them services oriented so when i say services oriented right we each part of the application is essentially its own application so we're we're calling that a microservices architecture um so if you're going to take the time to re-architect the application, uh, break it apart, remove dependencies or interdependencies uh, within that application, you know, a VM might not be the right vehicle to support each piece of that application because a VM is consuming compute resources um, just to support that application. So uh, if we want to move to that different architecture, let's take a look at a lighter weight vehicle to deliver that piece of the application, which a container does. Um, So that's number one. Number two, why we would do it is because a VM is virtualizing the infrastructure while a container is essentially virtualizing a piece of the operating system. So we're removing a reliance on the underlying infrastructure. And what does that mean? That means that the container should be the same on the developer's laptop, in a test environment, in production, uh, or in the cloud. So that really gives, uh, well, that's that's a, a big deal in terms of, you know, being agile, getting things into production quicker, delivering applications quicker, delivering changes quicker. That That's a big deal for an IT department. So that that's the first why and why an IT department would
0: look at doing it. Perfect. I'm going to stop you there because I think it's important to go back and highlight that concept of both um, the ability for it to be portable across any environment or or as basically any environment, but also the same across any environment, because that's not necessarily the case um, in organizations who aren't leveraging you know, DevOps practices, but also leveraging containers for that. You know, you might have a situation where uh, a developer's laptop is set up on a different configuration or just your your development environment in general is, you know, maybe a small workload in AWS, but when the application um, piece goes actually into production, it's probably, it might live on-prem, and those two things are not the same, and so they have to have considerations made to that. And if you're not leveraging technology that can be seamlessly moved between the two, then you're possibly or probably going to run into issues in experience being the same and in having it work on a developer's laptop, but not actually in production if it wasn't tested the same.
1: Yeah, so that's a big one, right? A lot of the times when we're talking about why IT departments should move to a DevOps approach is exactly the problem that you're touching on, right? The developer says, hey, it works on my laptop uh, workstation it works on my virtual machine when they take that application that file and they flip it over to the operations it doesn't work and then you're stuck in this um sort of nowhere's land where you're sort of pointing the finger at each other going well it worked over here it doesn't work over here who needs to figure that out and then you're you're not bringing the value to the organization, right? You're not making the change to the application. You're fighting over who owns the code and where it resides, right? That, that we're, we're getting really to the core of what IT departments are struggling with and why DevOps has become such a, such a hot topic.
0: So what benefits does that give back to the business beyond giving uh, developers and operations guys less reasons to, to argue or be frustrated with each other? What, what does that mean back to the business?
1: Well, so that that's the whole point of DevOps is to say, hey, developers and operations, you're one IT department. Um, we we can't spend the time on those that infighting, so to speak. Right. What we need to do is because uh, companies are so so digital driven these days, and not just the born in the cloud companies. Every company is developing an application for wh- whatever reason it doesn't matter Um, Well, those delays that we're seeing in the IT department are impacting frontline businesses. It's impacting sales. It's impacting uh, HR. Uh, It's, it's not just um, if there are issues in the IT department and those, I, those issues stay in the IT department, they, they leak out. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, the other why in this, it's why is it good for the IT department to take a look at, microservices and being more portable at the end of the day, it's to help uh, the business overall, the business units and the overall business. What are you doing to impact the business? So, I I mean, that's at the heart of what DevOps is getting at.
0: Perfect, I love it. So give me an example or two of uh, a type of business who would leverage this technology? I mean, we, we've all heard about Netflix. We've all heard about Uber. What are some other maybe real life examples that we think this could be leveraged in or we've seen with some, some other companies?
1: Yeah, I'll touch on one industry in general and then throw it over to you for another one. I think that you've paid uh, closer attention to than I have. But I think a biggest one, you know, what we've seen happen over the course of 2020, um, airlines have been impacted hugely. And the amount of change that has happened for them has been incredible and if they and if the airlines were not participating or taking a devops approach there is no way that that they can make the changes as fast as they could right we're we're looking at um touchless check-in touchless boarding touchless in flight everything and that's all done through an application so you know the, the the industry has been interrupted and they have changed so quickly that it's almost mind boggling how fast they can make these changes because they're adopting some of these, these best practices that we're talking about.
0: Love it. Um, and and one that I've been seeing come up or I say seeing, one that I have followed that I found really fascinating is is the story of Chick-fil-A. And and I'm calling them out as a company and, and uh, because it's a publicly uh, out there story and, and one that they've written on several blogs about themselves and have you know, presented on it at KubeCon, and I think it's just fascinating. Uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, the obviously super successful fast food restaurant, wasn't necessarily on my radar for stunning, cutting-edge you know, utilization of, of new technology, and and they are, and I think that that speaks to some of the things that, that they're known for, which is a great customer experience and good food, and, and it turns out that they were able to leverage technology in order, in Kubernetes and containers, in order to do that, and so what they did was they started to put um small clustered kubernetes deployments on client devices at their individual something like six thousand restaurants in order to give themselves a better experience and i think the question is you know why why is it that you would do kubernetes in a restaurant of course in, in you know why a fast food restaurant of all and i think the real goal came back to um because they have 6,000 stores and those stores are in a variety of different locations, whether that's a mall in Toledo, Ohio, or somewhere in Manhattan, they had a a disparate experience in network. They needed the opportunity to have um, a better experience. And and if you put your compute closer to your edge and to your network, you're going to get that, you're gonna have that low latency um, experience that's not dependent necessarily on the application's ability to access that. It gave them high availability for those applications that they were able to leverage and that way that they had closer access to their overall data. Um, And it's also allowed them to scale because they are able to um, create small containers and put them on each of their uh, restaurant locations that let them scale out their infrastructure, but also their application and and development teams and allowed them to navigate the capacity Pressures that they were starting to experience. And so that gave them a faster experience whenever they had a very, very busy restaurant, which, at least for me, every time I've ever driven past or gone to a Chick fil A, they are are slammed. And so it's given them the ability to um, service their customers a lot quicker. Yeah, it's
1: such a great example, Rachel. I mean, the the airline industries, you know, the, the companies that we talk about there are huge organizations with a ton of resources. And I I think we sort of understand that they're, they're more and more becoming software companies and, you know, throwing a ton of resources at DevOps and technology in general. And you really don't think of a fast food chain as a technology company. And it's, and and it's really unique to see, you know, Chick-fil-A take this approach and it's impacting their business, right? They are, um, getting best, better customer service, driving more revenue, and that is what we're talking, like the impact to the overall business, um, that they've hit the nail on the head, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a use case we're gonna see more and more often is, you know, I mean, compute at the edge in general in order to get that, that faster network experience, but um, containers at the edge in general. I mean, that way you get uh, a better management experience, the developers, experience is better. You can move faster and, and more autonomously, but I think it also gives them um, reliability in accessing those applications because Chick-fil-A either, you know, containerized their applications and just put them uh, right in the store. And, and so their uh, order systems are, are containerized and, and accessed there, but it gives them a lot of ability um, to have some redundancy there. And I think that's been really helpful and something that we're going to see more and more.
1: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And, um, I, I like, certainly we're going to continue to talk about the what, right? What is infrastructure as code? What are some of these buzzwords and help breaking them, them down? Um, but I think focusing on the why, why these, these buzzwords are buzzwords and are being adopted. Um, I, I think that's also worthwhile to pay attention to as we, as we go through this journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, be diving into that soon enough.
1: Cool. Looking forward to it.
0: You too. And with that, this is Rachel Airey and Mitch Kronbach signing off on uh, Simplifying DevOps. Welcome to Simplifying DevOps, a podcast sponsored by CDW. I'm your host, Rachel Airy. This series is dedicated to breaking down the concepts and methodologies of DevOps, as well as the world known as digital transformation. We're looking to cut through the noise and break down barriers of learning for individuals who may not be developers or engineers.